0: Welcome to the Sports Sister Podcast, where we bring together professional experts with grassroots pioneers to discuss key topics for grassroots sport. I'm Natalie Doyle, and today I'm joined by two women juggling elite sport with a number of other responsibilities. Zane Abelima plays rugby for Richmond women and is also a mum of three and former NHS nurse. Rachel Newbra is currently playing football for Coventry United and Northern Ireland, as well as running her own marketing business. I'm really looking forward to this episode because I think we can all relate to juggling multiple different things and having different responsibilities that we have to keep going. Um, but when you throw in high level sport into the mix, I think there's going to be some really interesting discussions that will come from this. So let's hear what they have to say. Rachel and Z, thank you so much for giving up your time to talk to me today. We're going to be talking about juggling sport at the highest level with all of the other things, and I know you've both got a lot of experience in this in your respective sports and the juggling various things. Um, so let's maybe start the episode by setting some of that context. Zee, did you want to start us off and tell us a little bit about your background and um and what you're juggling?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, thank you so much, Natalie, for having me on. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited for this. Um, so I am Z um Zayna the bulldozer which is a nickname that I'll probably speak about later on. Um, I'm a mother of three. Um, the oldest is six, uh, the middle is four and the youngest is three. Um, I am a new neonatal nurse by profession um, and I like to say rugby play by passion but I think more recently I sort of turned that around to sort of focus on rugby as a career pathway and put um, my sort of career in NHS on the back burner for now. Um, I have a sporting project uh, called Stars in the Mud, which is sort of a rugby project that uses rugby to change women and children's life in Ghana. Um, I, what else do I do? You know, when people ask me what do you do, they you all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think... a few things. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's it for now. We'll probably discuss the rest <laughs> going to the podcast a bit. Perfect. How about you, Rachel? Yeah, that's, that's a lot
2: going on. <laughs> um, yeah, mine's a little bit simpler for sure. Um, but yeah, so playing professional football in the championship at the moment um, and international football is Northern Ireland. Um, and then my um, sort of juggling act is that when I got injured um, and I was quite worried about income and all those kind of things, I thought instead of being worried about it, I'll sort of take action and... Before going full time with football, I'd worked in a kind of marketing business development role. So I just set up my own business um, and have grown it since then. So, yeah, at the moment, it's just juggling the running a business and playing professional sport. So, yeah, I've got it a little bit easier than Z, but it is, it is a bit to manage.
0: <laughs> there are some different challenges there, though, aren't there? And there are other things that are pulls on your time. Um, how do you find that juggle? Is it, is it a difficult one?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think the travel at the moment is difficult um, because I'm with it being sort of short contracts in women's sports. So I've moved to Coventry just for six months, um, but was playing at Charlton. So our flat's in South East London. So I'm traveling South East London to Coventry like three times a week. So that's like two and a half hours each way. So that's been a bit mental. But Mm -hmm. when it's a short amount of time and you feel like it's necessary, you sort of get on with it. It's one of those things that you look back and you're like, what was I doing? How did I do that? (laughs)
1: Yes, I totally agree on that point about what was I doing? How did I do that? Because I literally feel the same when Mm -hmm. I was juggling, um, you know, being a nurse, having children, like looking after three kids and also know going to train and play rugby now that the nursing sort of put to the side I still look back and think how the hell did I cope because even now it's a struggle so how did I even manage when I was doing the nursing as well so I totally get that Rachel and yeah it's a bit of a uh, a bit of a mad one trying to juggle it all but I think like you said when you you love it you just have to find a way to make it work really isn't it
2: yeah exactly you'd be surprised how much you can do when you're sort of thrown in the situation (laughs) yeah yeah
0: they say if you want something done give it to a busy person don't they so (laughs) I think probably when you're in it you just you do what you have to do because all Mm -hmm. if all of those things are important to you then you want to make them all work
1: absolutely absolutely. and I think as well when you sort of stop to think that oh wow like I've got so much on then that's when it's like oh I actually do have when you just don't think about it you're just doing it you sort of almost don't realize
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, um, Rachel, talk to me about about the business. how do How do you juggle manage your time? I suppose because, like you said, you are ha- having extra commitments now with the travel that you have, travelling up to Coventry. How are you managing to build the business around your sort of sporting commitments?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's been it's certainly been a journey of sort of trial and error um, to work out what works best for me, um, and I think with the job being very flexible in terms of all I need is myself and my laptop
1: mm-hmm. and I
2: can do it anywhere. I've sort of made the most of that. So, you know, trying to get the train where I can, even though obviously we know trains in the UK are super expensive. <laughs> I'm like, well, if I can work on it and the Wi-Fi is all right, then I can kind of make that money back on the way up. Um, two birds in one stone, that kind of thing. Um, but when I started it and I was still at Charlton, I asked them if I could come in early and do my gym, before I was doing my rehab and my training. So I was like up and out earlier and then I'd be done at lunchtime instead of mid-afternoon. Yeah. And we were fine with that considering the situation. And then I got home straight on my laptop and just and worked longer. Um, and then now it's kind of the opposite way around that we're training in the afternoon. So get myself up a little bit earlier and just blast it out in the morning. And I think, as you say, sometimes when, you know if I did have the whole day, if I was waking up and starting work at nine and sort of finishing at six-ish like a lot of people do, I'd probably get the same amount of work done as I do when I'm like up on my laptop just for seven and I have to close it by sort of like one o'clock. Probably actually do the same amount of work in a sense. I think when you know you've got that deadline, write the list like, okay, these are the five things that have to be done. The rest would be good to get done, but it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, you're always getting through that list. So I think it's working out how to be super efficient and working it around and sort of managing expectations of, of the people around you as well. Um, and being realistic I think at the start I was very much like yeah yeah that's fine I can do it I can do it by next week and then it comes around to it and you can't and that's the worst part so I think versus being like okay I know I've got this time so I'll commit to saying right I'll have it done by this date and know I can deliver on it so that's certainly been a learning lesson.
0: (laughs) Yeah that's that's an interesting point Rachel how you talk about the flexibility of your job that you can do it wherever you are as long as you've got yourself and a laptop and I suppose that's the difference for you Z, isn't it? that when you're doing nursing and being a mum, it's probably as unflexible as it as it gets. So how was that juggle when you're trying to juggle your sporting commitments with, with those other commitments as well?
1: Yeah, um, it was sort of tough um, yeah, and definitely not flexible because I was doing shift work. So it was a case of like, this is your pattern. You know, you can't sort of deviate from that. Uh, but my work did allow flexible working, which was great so there was times where maybe I needed to do a certain uh, set shifts um, and you know my my hospital accommodated that so that was really good. Um, I think the tiredness I think was one thing sort of trying to juggle obviously doing 12-hour shifts um, and some of those shifts were really stressful and then you're going home. If I do night shifts my kids would be awake when I get home and I'm like I need to sleep but they want me and that was sort of the That was the toughest bit, going home from a night shift and the kids being awake and knowing that they wanted me and I know that I need to sleep so I can be um, fresh for the next shift. Um, So that, I think, was was the most difficult part. But with the rugby, I kind of felt like um, I didn't mind it so much because the stresses of the the nursing, um, I was able to sort of release that stress when I got onto the pitch and played rugby. So it was kind of like a nice balance, whereas, like, You know, if I had a tough day, you know, at uh, work or maybe the kids, you know, was really, they were really hyper and that sort of was getting me tired, for example, I'd go onto the pitch and then release that energy and then I would sort of help balance out my my feelings, my emotions. So the rugby bit was was great to sort of um, manage my emotions really. And how I felt, so yeah, I think it was a nice balance because people do ask me how did you manage? but I kind of felt like rugby was my safe space, and it was my thing that allowed me to be a better mother, and I think that allowed me to be a better uh, nurse,
0: yeah, that's a really interesting point, isn't it, about how you then use your time in sport to for all the positive things, and that's that's time when it's just for you alone. Is that difficult to leave everything else off the pitch when you're going into um be it training or match day um and all these other things going on in your life is is it difficult to leave that
1: at home no I found it quite um I wouldn't say easy but it just something that had to be done like I felt like going on the pitch it was that it allowed me to sort of put everything else in in the background and not have to think about it because I'm focused on the game so um it was just something that was just almost automatic. You step on the pitch, you've got a job to do. You're playing the game with your teammates. Everything else doesn't matter at that particular time. You can deal with it after the game. So yeah, I found it quite easy to sort of transition between, you know, things that went off 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 the pitch and then get on the pitch and just focus on the game. Yeah, it was yeah, it was quite a good transition for me.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I think I have that at times. Like when you are on the pitch, training matches. Um, you know, you're not thinking about other things, you're like present in the moment. So, whether something's not quite right with work or like family or whatever, but at times I do find that although I'm not necessarily thinking about something, if I am struggling with something outside of football, it does usually translate yeah. into my performance that I don't play as well. So, I, it's kind yeah. of an odd one where it's like not necessarily like conscious thinking that's like distracting me in the game. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like, sad or, like, upset about something, I probably won't be, like, as expressive on the pitch or, like, play as well. So I I do have it a little bit that it can, like, run into football
1: a bit. Yeah, that is definitely a good point and I definitely agree with that. Um, Like, it's, yeah, I feel like it's almost like, yes, you're not thinking about it, but your body just knows, or your mind just knows there's Mm. something in the background that's probably, um, you know, stressing you out. And, yeah, it can... You know, its head
0: when when you're sort of performing. So, yeah, yeah that's true. But I suppose that that happens with the tiredness as well. as when you talked about the tiredness of juggling all the different things, and Rachel, you'll have this with the additional travel as well. If you add in stresses into in your in your life outside of sport, add in the tiredness, and then you're trying to go and perform as well as you can. It's um, it must be quite a challenging combination.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think as well, with me, um, one of the things that I sort of struggle with sometimes is childcare. So the ability for me to, whenever I step on the pitch, I never take that for granted because I know next week I may not have the opportunity because I need, I won't have that childcare. So for me, um, when I go and I step on the pitch to perform, it's like I have to give 110% no matter how I'm feeling because I know next week I may not get that opportunity. Um, which I guess is can maybe that's can as positive and as negative because like if you're already tired, you're sort of burning yourself to the ground. But for me, I feel like with rugby, when I step on the pitch, it's just I don't know if it's the adrenaline, but I just go with the flow. And if sometimes when I'm tired, I probably perform better. I know that sounds crazy, but <laughs> it's probably like I, oh, I go to autopilot or like overdrive, and I'm not even. It's, it's when I step off the pitch. I'm like, oh my god, I'm bloody exhausted. But in, <laughs> but in the moment, you just going and going and going. And rugby is such a physical sport. There's no time to sort of think. Yeah, you know, to sort of register certain things. You're just going. Yeah, wow, that's amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think for me, like as I'm getting older and like thinking about kids and that kind of thing, I think that's the main thing that worries me the most of like how on earth do you manage having kids plus playing sport plus trying to keep sort of like the business taking along because you need that to sort of top up the income and you don't want to shut that off for like future opportunity and stuff and like the the lack of sleep like for me my one saving grace is like I get into bed dead early I'm talking like half I'm nine so jealous. And I'm waking up at like I'm half jealous. six so I'm getting like a really good night's sleep and that's how I feel like I smash things so that's the I'm so worried about my. Like, oh no it's all gonna
1: come crumbling down wait, wait, so I'm so jealous but I remember when when I had my first child people used to tell me like say you're not gonna sleep it's gonna be that, and I literally put in my mind that okay um when I give birth I'm gonna put on mind that I'm not gonna sleep if I sleep it's a bonus and the yes it sounds very um exaggerated but that helped me because it made me it didn't have expectations of sleeping at all so when I did sleep I was like okay good I'm sleeping because if I went into it thinking yeah yes, I have a baby but you know I'll sleep you know the baby will sleep sleep when the baby's sleeping all that stuff like people say which sometimes is not really realistic but um yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I back to myself, but like, see, you're not going to see, you've got a child now, you're not going to sleep. That really actually helped me. So when I did sleep, I was okay, wow, I've got a 20-minute sleep nap here, I've got a one-hour nap here, and that's how I went on with it. It's not really, probably not healthy, but it was just the reality yeah. of the time, really.
2: Yes, you true.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, now yeah. it's like managing expectations with yourself, isn't it, basically?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Brilliant um obviously though i mean you wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't worth the juggle right so you must or you must both enjoy what you get out of it both from a sporting point of view and the other things as well um would you would you recommend it definitely <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a bit of a pause
1: there um um <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like, although it is really busy in a way, you kind of this is really random, but for me, in a sense, you kind of like to moan about the fact that it's busy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, we love to moan about
0: being busy, that's
2: classic. But my honestly, my worst nightmare is like waking up and having a day with like not much to do, or we just chill and like watch a netflix series like, honestly i couldn't think of anything worse like i just don't enjoy it so i think i would recommend it yeah. if you are a busy person like you like being like okay what's going on next Like, i'm here i'm there and you like the people are like oh wow, i don't know how you do it and you're like yeah i'm absolutely smashing it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're that type of person but if you're not it's yeah it's would not
1: recommend <laughs> how about you Z? Yeah, thankfully i'm the type of person, same like Rachel, I like being busy, even though I would sometimes complain about being busy. But um yeah, I would recommend it from my perspective because well, I don't know it's a tough one. So I think yeah, for me for example, I um my sort of sporting career probably started after I had children. So it's one of those things that it's like it's it's a bit different. Society sort of would think that okay you know, get married, have children, you know, put your career on hold, just want a career. But I sort of flipped it on its head and was like okay, I've done all of that. Now I want a career in sport, so it's sort of a it's sort of a different sort of uh, route that I'm taking. So the juggling, it's it's different. But I see it from a f- perspective that actually I'm happy that my kids get to see that I'm not just their mum. I'm actually a rugby player. I have got a career in NHS. I'm doing other things as well. So. From that perspective, if I look at it, I'm yeah, I would recommend it because I'm not only sort of, hopefully I'm teaching them that when they're, you know, adults, they can actually have multiple hats and not just stick or just stay in a box, really. So from that perspective, I would say, yeah, I would recommend that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we talk all the time about the importance of positive role models, don't we? And what better role model than seeing your mum um and all of the different hats that she wears and the different things that she's doing and achieving in her life to um to give them something to aspire to and show um what you can achieve if you put your mind to it
1: yeah absolutely my my oldest was like mommy I want to be a rugby player like you and I was like oh that's so sweet and actually she's come to watch me um she does come and watch when she can and when she sees like our teammates are coming off some of them have like uh, nosebleeds, or like someone's holding their arm, physi is going to push that. Mommy, I'm not sure if I'm going to play rugby, I don't want to get hurt. Like, oh. very well in tune with the fact that she knows her mum's obsessed with rugby as well. Because sometimes I go and get my coat, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going now. She's like, Mommy, are you going to play rugby? Are you going to train? I'm like, No, I'm just going to buy milk. <laughs> <laughs> And every time I get my coat, I'm going to play or I'm going to train, but sometimes it's literally just a case of, if i run out of nook, I'm going to buy milk.
2: Pretty cool. <laughs> so
0: So um, just thinking about if, if there's people listening to this who are either currently in this similar sort of situation or would like to be in the future, um, what advice or tips would you give to people who... Are juggling multiple things and lots of people are that won't always be um, top level sport but how what's your biggest advice I suppose or the biggest techniques that you use to try and juggle all of those things
2: Yeah, I think for me it's kind of what Z and I touched on earlier that you don't know what you're capable above of until you're sort of in that situation And if you think, oh, I can't fit that in, like I'm working and, you know, looking after the kids, like there's no way I can make time for myself, even if social sport, I can't make time for myself to go and, I don't know, go play netball um, with women on Thursday. Like, I just think, obviously, i in playing it here, I haven't got kids, so... (laughs) But I think making that time for you to play sport, whether it's socially or competitively, brings you so much. Like the amount of times I've been in an awful mood and then you play sport and it goes well and like you just feel on top of the world um like the confidence boost that it gives you and just that sort of adrenaline rush and everything afterwards um just improves everything so much like your mental health of just taking part in sport is absolutely massive um and so I would you know just recommend it and say that if you think you can't do it like you'll be surprised like give it a go try and manage it for a month or so and you'll be surprised and um you'll get
1: the benefits from it yeah absolutely i agree um especially with the fact that like socially i mean we don't want to play top flight um in any sport but even just the social aspect is really important and it can bring so much to your life um you can meet people from different walks of life and just Yeah, it's great. And I think as well, I'd say to come out of your comfort zone, that's one of my biggest things. And I think that's the one thing that I tried to start doing that sort of led me to where I am now. It's just stepping out of your comfort zone and just testing yourself, stretching yourself, because we all have masses of potential. But if you don't try to unlock it, you just never know. And I think life already is sort of like sometimes a bit of like a rat race where you're just doing the same thing over and over again. Mm. And when you step outside of that sort of um, hamster world and you are like, actually, I'm going to do something I've never done before. Then you open up a whole different, you know, type of experience to your life and you're like, wow, you know? And um, so, yeah, I'll definitely encourage people to come outside their comfort zone and to stretch and to try and strive to fulfill their fullest potential because actually life is too short. And if you don't really like it, you can always go back to your comfort zone, but at least try. <laughs> well, that's that's really
0: good advice from both of you. I think that's a really um, good way to to close the episode. Thank you so much for giving up your time to speak to me today.
2: Absolutely. No, it's been Thank lovely. You. Think, yeah, Z, you're an inspiration as well. It's been great hearing from you, from my point of view. <laughs>
1: um, we would have to come and watch each other one day. Yeah, that I would love to. And Natalie, you have to come and watch us. So there we go. <laughs> some
0: great honesty and insight from Rachel and Z in that episode and I really enjoyed how willing and open they were to share with us around the challenges they have and how that can sometimes affect um, performance on the pitch and it can sometimes um, be difficult to juggle all of those things but also both of them really clearly saying that it's all worth it in the end and the amazing things that they get out of that. Uh, juggle that they have is fantastic so I hope you enjoyed that episode Uh, make sure you leave us a review if you haven't already uh, and subscribe if you haven't yet Uh, this is going to be our second to last episode of the series so next week we'll be back with our final episode of season two thank you all very much for listening and we'll speak to you soon